Welcome to the Mike on Much podcast. I'm your host, Mike Veerman. I'm here with my friend and trusty producer, Max Kerman, as well as our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham, and miraculously recovered from her <laughs> deathbed and a serious illness, intern Erica is here with her mic stand. Erica, how are you feeling? Great. Good. That's, that's great that's, news. That's good. Quick turnaround. Okay. That was on <laughs> Tuesday, and... You guys are so mean. I didn't yeah. know you thought this lowly of me. What? That a measly hangover would stop me from showing up to the pod? It yeah, was I only a measly you... hangover? What's that? It was only a measly hangover? No, it wasn't a hangover at all. Hmm. Oh, see, we almost caught you in a lie there. Do you see what you did there? A measly hangover? Oh, do you, so... do you swear to God? Swear to God. Wow. So all right. I'll be totally honest with you. Um, later that day, I was hanging out with our mutual friend, Dan. And I said, "Was because Dan and you hang out. And I said, was Erica actually, she's sick or was she partying last night? And then Dan, who considered himself a bit of an investigator, <laughs> furiously went through all of your friends' oh Instagram God. stories. To, was I be, there? Because everybody was, was out and about for on the Sunday drinking day, like yeah. Sean suggested. And, and, um, and then we could not find you. And then oh. Dan just said, wow, she's good. She covered yeah. her tracks. <laughs> covered her tracks. And then, Maybe that's because I was in bed by 9.30. Well, then... Um, On the Monday? Yes. Okay. So then, and, then we, and so then I was like, <laughs> let's text her roommate to see... Uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so I said... So I said, Maddie, for comedy uh, fodder, can you tell me if Erica got drunk last night? Oh, my God. Please don't show this to Erica. She didn't tell me that. <laughs> oh, I'm good. No. I'm, oh, okay, Maddie's a confident now. I like oh that. Now you know. God. She's an in- informant. Hey, I don't believe she was because she stayed at home while Kate and I were out. I think she was sick this morning. And oh. Then, and then I wrote, wow. oh, you're a good friend, A-plus cover-up. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes, ha-ha, for real, though. She was in Kitchener and got home this evening, so we didn't even meet up. So she didn't even meet up with us. I was like, good job with the alibi. Did she threaten you? <laughs> and, then, and then Maddie said, "Not this time." But I see. It, but I, uh, now I know how you, she works. All right. So, so what was the illness? You guys, I believe it was a touch of heat stroke. Heat stroke. Oh. Yes. So, how do you feel now? So wait, how do you get heat stroke if you were homesick? Weren't you like <laughs> out, no, out on like a dock <laughs> in a Canada Day bikini? No. So I had. <laughs> I don't like to give excuses. <laughs> Not like your wife. I listen to the pod. Oh right, right. Um, I um. She edits uh, the pod. I do edit the pod. I just wanted to record a pod so I could bitch about Kawhi Leonard and the coverage <laughs> yeah. of him yesterday. Yeah, let's get to that. Let's get to that. Okay. Yeah, let's go to so, you, so, so for the record, if anyone listened to the last podcast, Erica, you weren't hungover. No. We slandered your good name. We feel yes. bad. You were sick. You had heat stroke. If anything, I'm more hungover right now than I was on <laughs> Tuesday morning. <laughs> and you were here. And here I am. You are, And you even pushed up the start time. You want to do an 8.30 start. Yeah, because I got to get to my other freaking job. All wow. right. Okay. All right. So all apologies. Listeners, uh, we besmirched her good name. She was sick. She was not hungover. She is hungover today, but she is here. Uh, okay, guys, topics today. Uh, yesterday, uh, as most of you know, we were huge Raptors fans, and of course that means we are big Kawhi Leonard fans. The big news, I think, not only in the NBA but in sports, is uh, NBA free agency right now uh, and the fact that Kawhi Leonard, who is the hottest free agent on the market, has not chosen a team. A little bit of context, uh, he's choosing between either coming back to the Toronto Raptors, the world champion Toronto Raptors, or going home to Southern California where he is from and playing either for a super team in the Los Angeles Lakers with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, or going and joining the Los Angeles Clippers, who are kind of a similar situation to the Raptors, where it's like he's joining a team uh, that is sort of a little bit more deep, and he would be the unquestioned superstar that could lead them potentially to a title. So we've all been watching this. Uh, The whole uh, NBA and NBA Twitter and fans of the league have been watching to see what Kawhi will do, because he will shift the balance 
of the league, depending on his choice in these three teams. Uh, this has obviously become a super sort of like exciting thing to do at pastime. People are like looking at the clues. They're on deep Twitter. People are popping up with fake like anonymous Twitter accounts that are like, I work for the Lakers or I know someone who knows someone at the Lakers and he's signing. So free agency started on July 1st. Um, and the big buzz the second day uh, was that Kawhi Leonard. Actually, it would have been July 1st at night. News started to spread amongst Twitter. I don't know, Max, if you've been following it oh, all yeah. that night, or Shaney, if you were following it, or even you, Erica. I'm not sure how deep into the NBA uh, sort I was of... sick. Oh, right. My bad. You were in bed <laughs> yeah. drinking a Neo Citrus. She's good. <laughs> She's yeah. good. Uh, so I... So So it would have been, I guess, the Monday night. It started to look like it was the Lakers. Like all of the sort of like all these anonymous accounts started popping up with very detailed reports. Are like, it's done. He's signing a four-year deal with the Lakers. He's going to be a Laker. All the all the memes, Photoshop people are starting to Photoshop him into Laker jerseys. And me and all my Raptors friends are like texting. I'm in different groups, and we're all getting very depressed because we're like, shit. It looks like he's going to go join LeBron and AD. This is kind of crazy. None of the super reputable reporters would touch it. None of them would say he's. Everybody's waiting for Woj to drop the bomb. 100%. It's always just like these rinky-dink fan sites. That, but talking heads, guys like Rick Buecher, guys like Shannon Sharp, guys, you know, they'll go on TV and they'll say, I'm hearing it's the Lakers. It's looking like it's Lakers. Stephen A. Smith, he'll be like, like, my sources say it's going to be the Lakers. So you have enough buzz that you're like, we're all just sitting around waiting for this Woj bomb. Woj is this amazing reporter in the NBA that breaks all the news. Is he ever wrong? Woj, uh, not in when he tweets definitive news, but he his his speculation can be wrong sometimes. Okay. Like he'll be like, Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard are talking about meeting up with the Clippers. People will take that as like they're going to the Clippers. But there's a difference between when Woj speculates and when Woj reports. So when he reports, he's like a hundred percent. Yeah, he's okay. batting. It I is crazy how he's become one of the most like fascinating figures in the NBA. As an aside, for a second, yeah. it's just like here's just like this reporter from New Jersey who over the years has like basically infiltrated the whole league. Where for whatever reason he gets the scoop over everyone else. He's not a former player. No, no, I'm kidding. No, he- <laughs> I've seen him. <laughs> I've seen what he looks like. Yeah, but isn't that an impressive thing? Like you think that at some point, you know, some other reporter who is like pals with more players, but like he must have uh, ingratiated himself with all these front office executives and players and agents. To like an incredible degree for him to be able to be the guy. Well, it's He's been doing it for like ten years too. Well, there's just something fascinating about being a superstar in your field. So if LeBron James is like you know the best player in the NBA, Woj is the LeBron James of reporters. Yeah, it's just so fascinating to be like I want to be the best at what I do, and then people just like and no one feels betrayed. Like he's still a liked person in the league. There are people that don't like him, and there are people that suggest that he he leans certain ways. So like when he speculates, it's all very positive toward the Clippers. And he doesn't really have any positive speculation towards the Lakers. So people are like, well, clearly we know he's either he's leaning a certain way because he gets information from certain people. That happens. LeBron's camp doesn't like him because he'd speculated about LeBron back during the decision in 2010. There's all these. Sort yeah, there's of been like, instances like he, he was pals with uh, Joe Don- Dumars with the Detroit Pistons. That's right. So a lot of his reporting would lean towards super positive right. toward the Pistons. Is he Raptors agnostic or no? He's tight with Masai and Kyle. So he has a direct sort of like line. So I feel like he's very positive. Like. When the Raptors were sort of ascending these last five years, like we were kind of a joke franchise for a long time, obviously. But then once like the team started winning with Demar and Kyle and Dwayne and Masai, uh, Woj would write like a lot of really positive stuff. He would do a feature on Masai. He would have Kyle on his podcast. He would have Dwayne on his podcast. He would sort of like he'd lean in because I do think that he has a really good relationship there with our our franchise. But I've found that all the reporting this summer has been largely like. 
Clippers positive. Clippers positive, yeah. And I, I think, and I'm not like a super, like I tend to be very even with this stuff and, and I'll get to this when it comes yeah. to uh, what happened yesterday. Uh, so basically this is all to say, or what were we going to say? Matt? Oh yeah, it was all to say that um, this guy, hey, by the way, his name is Adrian Wojnarowski. Yeah. And he is so successful at his job that there's a term called a Woj bomb. And that's when he delivers a really exciting piece of news, basically. A tweet. Yeah, a tweet. And uh, yeah, it's, and it is just impressive how this guy has taken over the NBA, basically, when it comes to free agency or any other trades or happenings in the league. And it's to the point, like Max said, that even though there's this huge sort of wave of like momentum for the Lakers on Twitter and Kawhi Leonard a couple days ago, everybody says, until Woj tweets until it, Woj has it, you don't, don't believe it. Yeah, and you don't have to be getting in the weeds with basketball or the players of the front offices just to appreciate that just google the guy's name and just see what he looks like that in a league full of like multi-millionaires <laughs> with adonises adonises yeah that are like yeah, that's so celebrity focused and every, it's just like this guy is sort of at the epicenter of everything he's a major player which is fucking hilarious and awesome i think good for him yeah good for him so uh all of this wave of stuff started happening monday night but the woge bob never came the woge so so all of us were like quiet going to the lakers i made peace with it i was a little crushed but <laughs> yeah whatever and then i went to bed that night and i just kept waiting i'm you know i only get one push notification on my phone only one and it is adrian wardenowski's wow it's the only push notification i'll get to my that's a lot instagram and twitter nothing except for his tweets so i just i just wait i remember when the Kawhi Leonard trade happened last summer at about three in the morning it broke right because they were dealing with messiah in africa i like my phone buzzed and i woke up and i saw it and i immediately shot out of bed and i was like holy shit they traded demar Derozan for Kawhi leonard like i couldn't believe it danica's like what are you doing and i was like like the, the glow of the phone is there at three in the morning and then you do the thing where you kind of roll to your side so that the glow doesn't affect her and i'm just like <laughs> scrolling through and she's like seriously i'm like i can't believe this this is mad anyway long did, you, long, did you have a baby yet no she was prego oh, nice. yeah so she was she was pregnant and i was like annoying her by like going like i can't believe they traded demar you're like this is the best day of my life i was like honestly i you know me from the start yeah. i was like i was on that quad tip i was like this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to us from a basketball standpoint r.i.p uh damar i feel bad that he had to go but you know these things happen so long story long uh monday night i was just waiting to like uh, wake up on tuesday morning to a woge bomb saying Kawhi leonard has chosen the little los angeles Lakers, if you sort of believe the wave of momentum on twitter nothing happens so i said to everybody listen like no news is good news ultimately because if he hasn't announced now it doesn't mean he's canceled other meetings etc etc and my analogy was when everyone thought he's in the lakers i'm like maybe Kawhi has one more miracle for us. You know, it's like that shot in Game Seven against Philly in the uh, conf- uh, the conference semifinals where he takes the shot and it bounces on the rim four times. I'm like, until he announces that ball is bouncing on the rim and it still might fall through for the Raptors. Yeah. So, cut to yesterday morning. Um, there's this buzz kind of happening. I get a couple texts from my friends, a couple little birdies, not my friends that are people that work at MLSC, but other people that have friends that work in, in different places uh, around the, the country and in, in the States. And they're, they're starting to you know send me some things. And there's a guy sitting in the Hazleton Hotel, the lobby of the Hazleton Hotel. This is at like 10 in the morning or 9 in the morning. Do you know this morning. guy? Not the guy. In the no, 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 absolutely not. But somebody had found this guy's Twitter account, which at this point was open. It's a guy that was called It's Bobby. And so he's sitting in the Hazleton Hotel and he said he had a tip, I think from somebody at the Hazleton, not from the Raptors organization, that there was a big meeting going down there and that uh, Masai Ujiri and the Raptors general manager, uh, Bobby Webster, were going to be walking in. So this guy's having a tea and he's pretending to be sitting in the lobby just drinking his tea and he's filming them come in. So it's like, shit. Besides, so you see the footage. So I'm, I'm looking at this Twitter account at like 10 a.m. And I'm like, huh. I'm like, man. I'm like, if they're setting up a meeting, 
here, that means Kawhi's coming in because they wouldn't Skype with Kawhi. You wouldn't get the Hazleton to Skype with Kawhi. You'd do it from MLSE, right? Yeah, or you'd go to LA or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So like, so t- so Raptors Twitter is starting to buzz, but everybody's also going, shh, because here's the other thing about Kawhi's free agency. Him and his camp value privacy so much that basically it's been suggested that there's been certain loyalty tests for the Lakers, for the Clippers, and for the Raptors, meaning do not leak any details of any of these meetings or even when they take place. So none of the big reporters are even saying like, oh, the Clippers had a meeting on Tuesday night. No one will say it because no one knows. And and we should add that every other player things leak. Every other star player, whenever they take a meeting or there's a conversation with another player or another front office, it comes out every single time because I think most of the other players in the league like the gossip. Of course. Like, they like being the center of attention. They like knowing that Twitter is talking about them. Kawhi is the opposite. Kawhi wants nothing to do with it. And there's stories from his recruitment, even when he was a high school player going to San Diego State, where it's just like he never got back to any phone calls. It was hard to read. Like, there wasn't that much communication. So he's always been this kind of guy. I saw a hilarious tweet that said, uh, for everybody waiting for uh, Kawhi to make a decision, he goes, everyone's sitting around waiting for Kawhi to make a decision. But the the basketball program at San Diego State didn't even know he was showing up until he showed up for summer school classes. So enjoy your 4th of July, Kawhi will. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So, So... So one of the funny things that happened when the Lakers and Magic and everyone started sort of leaking that Kawhi was going to sign there, everyone was like, oh, they're blowing it, which was kind of funny. Mm -hmm. And Amir from Jake and Amir had a really funny tweet where it's like, okay, guys, Kawhi's camp is uh, super protective, super secretive. Don't let anything leak. And then underneath was that like Kawhi to Lakers was trending in America. So it's like (laughs) they couldn't keep that a secret. So cut to yesterday. There's this sort of swell building. And it's very much like what we saw with the Lakers two nights before. So everyone's going, oh, my God, is Kawhi going to come into Toronto? This is like deep Raptors Twitter, which I'm ashamed to say, like, I'm like looking at like, a, you know, I've got a problem anyway. So like, but I'm getting excited. I even I roll over to Shane. I go, yo, I'm like, this thing's going down at the Hazleton. I'm like, we don't know what it means, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, hmm, interesting. And Shane's like, well, you know, maybe Kawhi. Because I'm like, if he's coming in here, you don't just come in here to have the meeting. You come in here to maybe announce or sign. She's like, eh, I don't know. Maybe he just needs to pick some stuff up from the apartment. Or like, <laughs> Somebody like, made that joke. He's like, he's, he's going to pick up those Home Depot boxes that he bought. Exactly, so exactly. Yeah, it's like he forgot his iPad in Toronto. So he's like, well, I can kill two birds with one stone. I can take this meeting and grab that iPad. So anyway, uh, we're kind of keeping an eye on it. But at this point, it's still very quiet. You know, like Will Lou quiet. quiet. Uh, Will Lou is a Raptors reporter, tweeted out about this guy in the lobby, but then he deleted it. Then that guy in the lobby makes his stuff super private. He takes his avatar He's down. killed. Someone murders him. Well, clearly, words are <laughs> like, shut up. Like, mm-hmm. this is the whole thing about quiet. Keep it quiet. So it's like... People are starting to close ranks. So I'm like, something's going on. Like, I, I I don't know. Like, I start thinking, like, if they had met the night before, this is the meeting that's going to, like, they're going to lock it down. Or it's the meeting. Anyway, cut to, like, an hour and a half later. The cat is out of the bag. Everyone now, like, on larger Twitter, not just sort of deep Raptor Twitter, knows about the meeting at the Hazleton. Uh, and not only that, but this guy, Kevin Richardier, I don't know what his fucking name is, he tweets that the MLSC plane... <laughs> The private jet is on like course to fly into Toronto for like two o'clock or whatever it now, was. This is awesome. So this guy tweets. <laughs> he tweets that the plane's coming in. Now everybody's losing their minds. Like I don't know who's going to be on that. Who knows? <laughs> but now it's like become a frenzy. I find out that uh, and full disclosure, a CP24, who is a part of our company, uh, they are sending a chopper to cover whoever's getting off of this plane and to follow the SUVs. I hear this and I go, you've got to be kidding me. And for uh, some context when it comes to NBA history of free agency, there was an incident when LeBron was a free agent leaving Cleveland and people were trying to track his private jet 
uh, going down to Miami. So this, there's a history of that, of civilians and news agencies. Tracking planes. Tra- tracking planes. Network, who's one of our favorite NBA falls. So the offseason doesn't really start until we start tracking aircraft, which is true. Totally true. Yeah. <laughs> so, and by the way, it's one thing to track aircraft. Like I said, it's happened. And once word got out about the Hazleton, listen, you, you can't have a meeting in a public place like the Hazleton and not expect like the maitre d' or the, the you know, anybody to, to really, you know, the person at the door, the bellboy, I don't know. It's going to leak if you're going to have it in a public place. That happens. Masai is a very famous person. Kawhi is obviously extremely famous. That's going to leak. The, the problem is, for all these other plane tracking things in any other NBA city, you don't send a helicopter sure. and chase the car, the SUV, like he's fucking OJ Simpson with the white Bronco. It, it was so, – so once they go live on CP24, we're all sitting in the office – and we're all just watching it, like mouth <laughs> agape. <laughs> and it keeps cutting back to the anchor. And she's like, we don't know. We can't report for certain if he's in the car. We, we think it is in the car, but we can't say. And then she's like, she's like, and from what we've heard, Kawhi and his group are very private people. As we're following them with the chopper. <laughs> and so like now I'm like, I'm on like my phone. I'm talking, I'm in five different fucking basketball groups. I'm so like mad. I'm just like, they are blowing this. I'm mm. like, and my brother had the best line. Like, cause I'm talking to my brother. I'm like, what is going on here? What, blah, blah, blah. Greg's like, well, he's like, uh, we were cool for exactly two and a half weeks after we won the championship. And now we're back to being a laughing stock. <laughs> cause NBA Twitter was eviscerating us. Like we were literally, we're following his free agency with helicopters and, and there's all these people outside of the Hazleton waiting for him to arrive. Yeah. And all I keep thinking is like, imagine if you're Masai and you set up this meeting. It's like, here's our pitch. Here's our, here's our moment to tell Kawhi, this is where you want to be for the next five years of your career. This is it. This is your moment. You've been planning for this. Literally, you've been thinking about it all year. You've been recruiting this guy. This is the moment. And now you have fucking choppers following the car like he's Henry Hill in fucking What's that movie? Goodfellas. If they sign him, I want an oral history of like that day. Oh my god! Because it'd be so fascinating if if Masai and Bobby and even Kawhi and his team like got to tell us from their perspective. So did they catch a glimpse of him at all from the plane? It looked like him getting off the plane. Yeah. If oh, they really? princess died him, do you think? <laughs> do you think CP two four would get sued? <laughs> they could. I mean, I think they. I think that they sued the French journalists that were chasing Princess yeah. Diana. That's yeah. a risk. Imagine they tried to outrun the helicopter. Yeah, and then flip the car. I wonder if. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I wonder what they did. Like, did they go downstairs and and go to another venue? You know, I. We can imagine how much time and preparation was put into this pitch meeting for Kawhi and that and, space and that space. So they probably chose the Hazelton because it's a beautiful hotel in a beautiful area of town. But it's like fuck. Now we have to go to another spot. They have to clear out another conference room. We have to make sure the. The AV is working. Like, you know, is there anything, anything... I heard they just went to Sneaky D's and got some nachos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where they moved it. I'm kidding, of course. Do you guys think I'm crazy for thinking this is a super embarrassing small town move? Like, well, it just well, makes us look like such a small town. But here's the thing, is that the Lakers do crazy shit, too. Oh, man. Come no, on. I, well, listen, they had literally a mural of Kawhi in a Lakers jersey painted already. Yeah, like, To me, fine. that's, like, equally embarrassing in a different way. That's, that's fan-generated, one. Yeah. So if you're a fan, you go down and you paint a mural? That's awesome. That's like, I, I appreciate this player. I want to paint this mural. When a city, when a news organization decides to track with a helicopter, like, listen, like no one's tracking LeBron James from his plane in LA. That wouldn't happen in who, Chicago. Who, 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 that who wouldn't happen that? in New York. What? Oh, but in Cleveland, who broke that? Are you just saying that we're on par with Cleveland? 
What are you talking about? Who broke what? Like no, no, the the the, the when, plane when, tracking. When LeBron returned to Cleveland. Yeah. Right. Like they had they had footage of his plane landing in uh, in L. A. When yeah. he signed with the Lakers, but they didn't follow him from L- from the fucking sure. airport to the but practice Kawhi's facility. But why is shrouded in so much more mystery than any other player yeah. in the history of the league? And listen, I get it. And like CP24, their footage was used on every American outlet. It was on ESPN. It was on everything. Everybody was talking about it. So I guess if the goal is to generate, like, I guess it's news because people are interested. So I understand the machine and the mechanism and that it's like, I understand CP24's goal. I'm sure they accomplished it. But as a basketball fan and somebody that wants Kawhi to stay and not be embarrassed and have like a modicum of class and sort of like being cool for once in our lives as a fan base, it was just like, I was watching it with like, I was just, I was mortified. Yeah, I don't think that it bothers me quite to the degree it bothers you, Mike, because I just try to put myself in Kawhi's shoes and Kawhi, especially in the last month, has experienced crazy amount of attention. It's like, oh yeah, the thing I did just attracted two million people to the streets of Toronto and people were just like screaming at me for six hours straight while I was on top of a bus. Okay, so a helicopter's following me. It's not that surprising. So, so I'd like I just in in the scope well, for of his a celebratory parade. That's to be expected. No, no, but I'm just saying in the scope of his like life experiences and the attention he gets and the people that want to meet him, he's like fucking on the level of Barack Obama. Like mm-hmm. it's just like nothing probably surprises Barack Obama anymore. And I wonder if that surprised him. Maybe mm-hmm. he is like this fucking. Maybe you're right. Maybe he says this is fucking crazy. This sucks. I hate it. I'm going back to L. A. Where I could LA. just be another famous person. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe he goes. Ah, this is what happens when you're as good as I am. Well, it happens here. Well, it's it's tough because oddly you're part of the problem, Mike. Because, Go on. Because <laughs> <laughs> just furious with me already. <laughs> but just because you want to know every single detail, every step of the way, every, you're in all these message groups. Anytime somebody breathes or suggests something else, you're on that hot take. Then you're on a different thing. It's like you, you're on this emotional roller coaster the whole ride yeah. with this insatiable need to know everything. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, ah, we'll know when we know. I don't really care. But you're like rolling over to my. You're on a chair with wheels, by the way. That's true. Not like rolling on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> pulling out his you, pants. You'll like, you'll like roll over to me and uh, give me all this info. And honestly, when you told me it was at the Hazleton, I was like, I should walk over there and check it out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just had this thought. But then you're like, you know, these people are crazy. I'm like, yeah, they are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I would have no interest in it right. if, if you weren't getting me all hyped up because you're following it every uh, Manager Ash and Lights were in uh, Yorkville yesterday getting some ice cream at like 9 o'clock at night. People were still outside the Hazleton. Because yeah. most people are just like, yeah, why not? This I'll is kind of fun. Like, I don't think these are hardcore NBA fans going to check it out. It's just people like mm. going to see an animal in the zoo or something. Right. I'm, I personally enjoyed the whole thing. I thought it was like such a hilarious day on Twitter. Um, obviously, if he resigns with the Lakers and he says, the reason why I didn't resign with the Raptors is because there's a bunch of fucking maniacs, including the main news outlets in that town. So fuck that place. Then I'd feel bad. But in terms of just like pure entertainment, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. It is very entertaining. It was so entertaining. And yesterday. as an NBA fan, part of the fun of the league is that it's an insane league. Oh, and it's so the, this, best, the best this, league ever. If, yeah. If this was happening in Minnesota or Portland, I'd be laughing my ass off. Like yeah. the DeAndre Jordan uh, hostage scandal. That was the best. Like there's been and free agency has been crazy historically in this league, and it is very fun because this. But it's like that thing where it's like I can make fun of my family, but when you make fun of my family, I yeah. get upset. <laughs> it's like that thing where it's like I can beat the shit out of the Raptors because I've literally invested t- almost twenty years of my oh, life. Oh, and Mark Stein and everybody else is making fun it's of the Raptors. To piss out yeah. them, and by the way, I don't mind if you make fun of them. I just hate when it's in, like self-inflicted wounds. Mm. As a city, it's like it's like we spend so much time sort of like we were being very superior to the Lakers fans because we're like, look at them leaking all this stuff, being so crazy. They're so silly, and then the minute 
Kawhi flies into town. We all end up like we're like Beatles fans all of a sudden. And, and Shane, I do know what you mean. I am part of the the problem that feeds it, and I am being way too like maybe like nuanced. Where I'm like, why can't all fans like be like me, just super into the sport and have? It's like I know it doesn't work that way. And I've used this analogy before. The party's gotten so big now that we don't even know who's at the party anymore. Yeah, things are getting smashed. There's people upstairs that we've never heard of, and so it's like those people that are gathering gathering at the Hazleton. It is Kawhi is mega famous. He's like he's ascended to like a LeBron type level. Where anywhere LeBron goes. Goes or Shaq goes. There's certain famous NBA players that supersede sports fame or NBA fame, right? Kawhi has weirdly through this championship and playing in Toronto ascended to like a level, especially in this town where he is like like Tom Cruise or something. It's it's outrageous, uh, and and it is fun. It is fun. I acknowledge that it's fun. I was just like. I just couldn't believe we were following his SUV. Like, if he had signed and gotten to town, that's one thing. It's just like, he's just coming for the meeting. Yeah. But I know that nobody's going to know that nuance. They don't care. And and I'm sure the ratings were great for it and all that stuff. I don't know. I just thought that it was uh, whew, it was a lot, man. <laughs> yeah. And I don't ultimately think it's going to, like, if he's going to stay, he's going to stay. Like, are the choppers going to make him leave? I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe, like I said, maybe he's like, you know what, in L.A., I'm just another famous person. And, in fact, if I'm playing beside LeBron... I'm not even the most famous person on my team. Maybe I like it that way, and it's like it's a little bit too crazy up in Canada. Or maybe he maybe he likes the attention. This is the thing about Kawhi. Nobody, Nobody knows. knows. No one knows what he's like. No one knows what he's going to choose. Um, he obviously didn't make his decision last night after meeting with the Raptors. People are like, he might not make a decision for the, another couple days. Well, yeah, I our, think our, he likes being the guy. I think his basketball ego is different than his social ego. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. So what do you? Okay, so let's wrap this up. Uh, um, but you said you had info, like, because uh, Jalen Rose said there's a 99% chance of him coming. So here was my thing about this. So what I started to notice, and this is what I said, is all my Raptors friends are like, yo, guy, it's, it's happening. It feels imminent. It's going to happen because people started, like, again, deep Twitter was saying, we're all here in a one-on-one. He's signing a one-on-one in Toronto. People like Kendrick Perkins, former NBA players, like, you don't fly up to Toronto unless you're going to sign the deal. Jalen Rose goes on uh, the getup, and he says... My sources tell me it's 99% going to happen. He's signing a one and a one. He's like, uh, he's like, I've been saying this the whole time. It's a two-year deal. He goes, uh, he goes. If you notice, my reporting hasn't wavered. He's like, I measured twice, cut once. I just dropped the mic. Everybody's like, Yeah, it's happening. It's happening. Mm-hmm. But what it started to smell to me a lot like was two nights ago with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Guys like Rick Bucher saying it's happening. Guys like Stephen A. Smith saying it's happening. Deep Twitter having like, oh, my friend of a friend that used to know this guy or this person used to know the owner and this is the owner's uh, nephew, you know, with Jeannie Buss with the Lakers or whatever. It's like, and I've got some info. I'm like, this Raptors thing that everybody's celebrating and the thing that we were all sort of like making fun of the Lakers for two days ago is exactly the same. But because it's positive news for us, nobody's looking at it objectively. Yeah. So maybe I'm a cynic. But I started to at around like three in the afternoon, maybe about 20 minutes after the Jalen Rose thing, I went, hmm, this starts to, this is feeling a lot like two nights ago with the Lakers. And the truth is nobody knows Kawhi. So we're being, we're being naive here. Yeah. And the thing is all these NBA commentators and all these ex players that want to get into the commentary game, they all need to provide hot takes. It's not interesting for anybody to go, "Uh, yeah, I don't, I just don't know, you know? And, and the thing is, if they're right, they can say, I told you guys. I told you I got the best sources. And if they're wrong, then they go on to the next subject. You know, like there's mm-hmm. no accountability when yes. it comes to speculation. Um, Rosillo, Ryan Rosillo, who we both love, yep. who's a great uh, NBA uh, commentator who's on Bill Simmons' podcast sometimes, he tweeted, the amount of wrong stuff I've heard about Kawhi is unprecedented. The, the biggest mistake with him is thinking you can read him. Yeah, and Rosillo this whole time is like, listen, 
I'm pretty well connected in the league. I know lots of GMs. I know lots of players. I know lots of agents. Nobody has a fucking clue. I've talked to teams that are going after him and teams that aren't going after him and asked if they have any sense of what Kawhi's doing. They're all like, we have no fucking clue. The guy and his team are super small and closed off and don't talk to anybody. And... Um, he, then he responded to his own tweet. He says, I'm not giving myself any credit here, by the way. Earlier in the week, most thought it was the L.A. Clippers. And then the info was all coming from L.A. No, L.A. Lakers. Oh, L.A. Lakers. Okay, sorry, yeah. Um, and the info was all coming from L.A. Uh, it's just the stuff I can't share that is a waste of everyone's time. All of it might be wrong. It's just very different than other free agents. So, yeah. And, and again, this is what adds to the quiet alert. Allure. Allure? Allure. Allure. That's one of those. Allure. Allure. Yeah. Perfect. Try one more time. <laughs> <laughs> one more time for us. Allure? Allure. Like amour. Amour. Allure. Allure. No, like an O-O. Allure. Allure. We can fix Allure. it in post. <laughs> <laughs> totally different voice. Allure. <laughs> um, okay. So anyway, just to wrap up this quiet thing, and this is not a basketball podcast, but I know we went deep on that, uh, but I think it's more interesting just sort of in the way that we approach these things and celebrity and generating a news cycle. And uh, obviously it means more to some than others. Guys, to wrap up, what do you think Kawhi is going to do, Shane? I'm, I've always been 50-50. Yeah. But you have to bet your life on it, and you have to pick a team. One of the three. I gotta bet my life on it. Well, okay, I'll say the Raptors. <laughs> Maxi boy, Raptors. Erica, I think the Raptors. I'm gonna say the Raptors. Yes! <laughs> nice. Kawhi's coming back. Hundred <laughs> percent. Jalen Rose. Okay. That was so. like, yeah, that was as unanimous as our prediction that Erica was hungover. Oh, we were dead <laughs> yeah, wrong. We were dead wrong. wrong there. Yeah. Law of average say though that we'll be right on this time though. Right. There you go. Wrong on Erica. Right on Kawhi. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Next topic. What Guys, are we talking about? What do you want to get to? Well, we can we can do Little Mermaid or we can do Max's hate of motorcycles. Let's do Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. I thought the motorcycles had something to do with the with Kauai being in Yorkville. Well, let's just talk about <laughs> motorcycles. I just think uh, we'll do Little we'll do Mermaid. Motorcycles right now? Yeah. Okay, so we were sitting on a patio the other day. We were having a mic on much meeting because there might be some cool things happening. Oh, yeah, with, thanks. Uh, I didn't get the memo there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, uh, was non-pod stuff. Okay. Um, but but uh, so we're at a lunch and we're sitting there. We'll get you lunch though. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we'll bring you to a lunch. Yeah, do you want some chicken fingers? Well, sure. We'll go to Jack Astor's, get some chicken fingers. Oh, yeah. they're, they're the best. They're really good. Do you get them tossed in the buffalo sauce? I, I, of course. Okay, I used good. to work at Jack Astor's. Their chicken's never frozen. Their fingers are freshly battered to order. It says on the menu. So and all their, all their sauce is house-made. Oh. Wow. It's the best. The best. I good. thought I heard some clucking. <laughs> the sauces are house-made. <laughs> the chickens are in the back. Yeah, it's just a joke. <laughs> Bit of a comedy show. Um, so, well, we did go to Jack Astor's because we were like, well, where do you want to go for this lunch or whatever? And Max is like, I'm craving chicken fingers. <laughs> just say Jack Astor's if you want to go to Jack Astor's. <laughs> so we go to Jack Astor's. Uh, and we're, and by the way, you posted an Instagram where you're like happy because you, you thought it looked like a kid's birthday party. So yeah. you're like, Mike, how much birthday party? Are you getting whatever. messages congratulating you? No, no, I oh. didn't. But the, the shot you get, I didn't know you were filming. I'm literally mid. <laughs> chomping my chicken finger I look like a gla- like I throw my chicken finger slap it back on my plate look out at the street and then you like slide over to Shane and Shane is like a cute joke or something and I'm just like that's the moment you got of me yeah whatever I reshared it anyway on the, the Instagram no, no, but uh, I was like thank you Max well because um, Alex messaged me she was like uh, Mike looks fat no I'm kidding no no no, no. no. <laughs> she's not wrong no she messaged me she's like you didn't tell me it was the pod anniversary I was like, oh, sorry. 
And I was like, wait, it's the pod anniversary? <laughs> I was like, where are you getting that from? She's like, Max is, uh, or, or someone Instagrammed it. And then I was like, oh, no, it's just because it's like a birthday party. Kids tend to eat chicken fingers. And, and then, fries, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's weird. She thought I was lying still. Uh, She's like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah. Well, it doesn't make uh, that's, much sense. That's what I was doing. They haven't talked okay. since Friday, actually. <laughs> <laughs> still Shane's sleeping on the couch. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, we're sitting on this uh, patio, and all of a sudden there's like a, <laughs> is that really loud in the headphones there, Erica? That wasn't that bad, She's on the actually, ones no. and twos. And Max just gets in a really sour mood all of a sudden. <laughs> and I'll let you take it from here. Well, but basically, you... this this has always happened. Whenever a motorcycle goes by... <laughs> Sorry, I just pictured a manager, Ash, making that sound effect. Sorry. What? Like, we were at the table and she did it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. You, you can cut that. <laughs> Why would she make that sound? I don't know. It was very funny watching Mike do that noise. Yeah, I really went and leaned into the sound effect. For those of you that don't know, it was a motorcycle waiting to, to, to for a red light to change. But its engine was going... Insane. I know everybody hates motorcycles. I just think that I. Not everybody hates okay, motorcycles. Okay, well, here's. Okay, here's I my think question. most people do. I hate motorcycles, not because of the way they weave in and out of traffic, because as a cyclist, I, I can appreciate that. But the, the amount of noise they generate is so inappropriate. And the fact that they're allowed to do that is insane to me. And uh, it happened again yesterday when I was walking along. I'm just in the middle of a nice conversation. Motorcycle goes by, and it's so fucking loud. And I just don't understand how this is acceptable in our society. We have so many other rules, which I think are helpful and important to make sure that other people, uh, like liberty and freedom, aren't being infringed upon. You know, uh, when it comes to secondhand smoke, when it comes to, you know, yeah. just different noise rules. Pollution. This is fucking noise pollution. And I think the, is there, my question is, is there anybody who doesn't ride a motorcycle that enjoys motorcycles? Yes, it's one of my 10 year goals. I want to, I want my M1. You want your M1. Yeah. So yeah, but, when, but you're out of it because you, you actually want, to be, want to be on the motorcycle. So you want to be part you're of that fraternity. You don't count. What? Like in the, like you count as a person in real life, but I mean in this matter. in this debate you you don't count. You exclude yourself by wanting oh, to be I, a biker. Yeah. Yes. Is there anybody who doesn't want to be a biker or is a biker? That oh, isn't, and is cool isn't with annoyed it. That is furious about it. It's no. totally unacceptable. It's ridiculous. I'm not furious. You're not furious about no. it? No. So if you're with your, your baby, she yeah. just went to sleep, you're having some buffalo-tossed chicken tenders mm-hmm. at Jack Astor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sounds Freshly like a made, dream to me, baby. Just been made. Yeah. And she just fell asleep, you're having a nice thing, and then a motorcycle pulls up at that red light, and, ram, ram, and then Winona's all ruined for the day. Uh, I, look, I I would be slightly annoyed the same way I would if like a, a car pulled up with like a... <laughs> like it's all sort of like kind of just part of living downtown to me. Uh-huh. If you're going to eat on a patio that's downtown... The uns, 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 though, is a dream compared to that motorcycle. Right. Right, right. I, I get where you guys are coming from 100%. I'm saying I don't get, like, there are a lot of things I get my back up about, you know, like sending a helicopter to follow an SUV <laughs> during free agency. But things like like that, I guess the thing is when I choose to live in a downtown core, there's so much noise pollution that I'm kind of immune to all of it anyway. Interesting. I I'm, I grew yeah. up downtown and I totally get that. I just think that is an extra level of like an egregious offense. It's like I'm a gunshot going on, yeah, but I, constantly. I get where you guys are coming from, but I don't have the same uh, sort of like immediate sort of anger that you is guys there, have. Okay, is there anything comparable to that level of noise and that level of just like attention seeking? Maybe a cannon going off, a machine gun. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, it's, it's quite piercing. There's just like nothing else in our society, I, I think, and tell me if I'm wrong, that like in our day-to-day, day-to-day lives that we'd experience that is so insulting to the ears and it is so selfish it's it's just it's really a selfish thing to be riding through and by the way there's different levels of motorcycle right so there's like some motorcycles that are or scooters or whatever that are quieter but there's some that are so fucking loud and it's only 
uh, to attract attention to yourself and say, look at me, I'm on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, engineering has progressed so far that motorcycles no longer need to sound like that. Yeah, do they need to sound that way? Right. You're it, an it, expert, Erica. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know? I'm not, no. And I wonder if you're on the motorcycle, can you not hear it the same way that when you're not on it? Maybe it's just projecting You got outwards. the helmet, too. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's a noise-canceling helmet. <laughs> <laughs> we need those for the street when they drive by. Uh, so, but, so, so, yeah, that's a great point. Loud motorcycles feel mostly performative. Oh, same, totally. same as loud cars, like people with muscle cars and stuff. That does annoy me when like someone's at a red light and they start like burning the tires. Oh, that and all that should drives me crazy too. That does yeah. make me furious. It's the same thing. It is. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm back in your, your guys' boat here on your side. So, so it is. It's like are loud vehicles performative? And what is it? Is it just like I want to sort of I'm here? I want to be heard. I want to be seen. Yeah, I think that's yeah. exactly it. It's like a, like a, a like a sense of power. Yeah, and my my point is, I think there's enough people in my camp. And by the way, if you want to get your motorcycle license, Erica, that's fucking sweet. You do you. You should motor- get on the motorcycles. We need a counterpoint here. I think. Okay, go you say your piece. On I just think they're badass. No, they are I badass. Want one. Listen, they're fucking badass. <laughs> it, it does um, them being a badass thing. Is, does that include the sound? I've never really given much thought to the sound. There's many different types. Like I think the Harleys sound the worst, sure, right? Those right. like low rider like. Yeah, vroom, vroom. yeah, but you can get ones that aren't as obnoxiously loud. Of course, of course. That's all we're saying. Get I don't, those I don't ones. want to get, get one the, for the sound. Okay, well, this is it. I think a lot of people on motorcycles do it for the sound. I mean, among other things, but they love the sound. They love the the attention they get. So my question is, I think there there's such a minority of those assholes out there that we could make up a legislation that that requires <laughs> motorcycle manufacturers to limit the the, the noise on the engines mm-hmm. right yeah i wouldn't be surprised if there was already a bylaw it's just how enforceable is it Our, arrest them all throw them in jail <laughs> honestly <laughs> like you need cops kind of sitting on on on, on uh, corners of streets waiting for like the red light for a motorcycle to be sitting there rev it up and then hit them with the ticket. i don't think it would be hard i think we could get them all yep. cops drive those motorcycles <laughs> <laughs> well it's like rolling through a stop sign if a cop sees it he's gonna pull you over yeah it's like that Anyway, if, if I'm elected to government, that's going to be my first <laughs> issue, is motorcycle noise. Yeah, I do not think that's frivolous at all. Okay, good. Well, here's another question. Is there anything else that you are personally annoyed by um, in your life where you're like, this thing really bothers me and there should be some rules about it? Like like smoking like in, in like public places. Like Even smoking on patios kind of bothers me to a degree. I have a huge problem with people walking in Toronto. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel like no one knows how to operate a sidewalk. And it, like, uh, okay, let's get there's into a this. lot of groups. Uh, typically, they're vacationing. Uh-huh. I find, and they'll just like a family will be spread out widthwise mm. instead of kind of doing some verticality. Sure, and and the pace is too slow. Too. Shane is, is also a famously fast paced walker. Mm. So I, I'm always hopping around uh, parking meters, going around a car, like kind of. Risking my life just so I can make it to the Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm starving. Move. But, but it's so it's so annoying. Like people want to hold hands like three across, and they're well, vaping in I, your face. I do really love those signs that you see on subways or streetcars where it's from the government, just giving you like helpful tips on how to be a decent citizen. Like on the TTC, you'd be like, hey, just remember, don't put your feet up on the thing or don't play like music out of your speaker. Like use your inside voice. You know when you get those helpful reminders? Yeah. The TTC actually has a good campaign, I credit to them, where they have they take other people's tweets mm-hmm. from disgruntled riders saying like, oh my God, I can't believe this guy has his 
shoes off on the fucking TTC. Mm-hmm. And they, they said, hey, you said it. The copy from the TTC is, hey, you said it. Yeah. And then they say, please respect your neighbors. And I think that's – so you're looking for more of well, those there's social, kinds of – there's social contract stuff, like an escalator, yeah. right? It was stand right, walk left. Yeah, yeah. So it's like there's just certain things we know. You know what I mean? And usually when you're walking on a street, it's like you kind of treat it like a you- – Yeah, you stick to the right yeah. when you're walking and p- so people can pass. And, you know, I, especially if you have like – I have a baby stroller and I do a lot of walking. And I find a lot of people don't know how to navigate the stroller either. And my wife included. Like, so, <laughs> so when I'm walking with her, like if, Hamilton's a lot easier to walk than Toronto. There's, the population's, uh, you know, you, there's, more, there's more freedom in Hamilton yeah. to, to walk. So, but sometimes someone will be coming our way, the opposite way of the sidewalk. And I anticipate, okay, when they're a little bit uh, getting closer, I'm going to signal to them that I'm going to speed up my... Uh, stroller and my wife's supposed to go behind me when i speed up but every time i speed up she starts walking faster beside me and then it pushes the other people off the sidewalk and i got to give her a little bit of a scolding every time and she never learns and i have a great sense when someone's walking up on me or coming beside me and alex won't and she'll kind of push the people off the sidewalk it's uh, very yeah. embarrassing because I hate being part. <laughs> I hate being part of something I detest. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like when, when, like we have a guy at work who comes over to our desk and he's a very loud talker, <laughs> and I'll be in a conversation with him, but. I, I don't I don't want to be like I, I'm not a loud talker. It's him. I'm just listening. You know what I mean? Yeah, you ever get that feeling? Yeah, you're by association. The, you're, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're half of the conversation, but you're not the loud talker. But right. everyone's gonna be like, oh, this conversation's so loud. It's like, but not my half of it. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> this happens to me sometimes with Lauren because Lauren is the most polite and appropriate person in like the history of the world. Like she's very conscious of like Thanks not wanting lot. to offend anybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what, and, and I think in our relationship, I'm the one who is embarrassing and loud and, and inappropriate, like, you know, going out to a restaurant, doing whatever. But once in a while, she'll be the, the person talking a little bit louder. And, and, really? And just wow. once in a while, once in a while. And then, or, or she'll do something where she's like not aware of her body on a sidewalk or something. And I'll have yeah. to like, move her out of the way because she's being one of those people that are I always have to do that so fucking annoying right and every time I'm the one that is scolding her she's like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> like, do you, it's like do you know who you are do you know what you've done to me like over the years it's like and you're telling me I have to bring my voice down. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Like, she, she like hates it. So Max much. is wearing the tassels. He's like, you need to tone it down. <laughs> yeah, my other pet peeve uh, is if I'm with. This happens with either Ash or Lauren. Is if they're in charge of opening the door with their keys. If their keys aren't out in their hand, locked, like ready to go, like with like 15 feet approaching the the, yep, the door like because women typically have to like dig it dig for the keys in their purse oh. and it drives me fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh. Shane is oh. acting right now like there's a motorcycle going off outside I hate the room. purses yeah, I hate uh, I, if a woman is like find this I can't do it I have a panic attack I go I can't oh, my wife knows I cannot go through her purse purses ever. are gross yeah I, I know what you mean because I've had this since I was a kid with my mom <laughs> and my mom would be like oh get that out of the purse but there's so much shit in a purse and like a backpack you know you can feel yeah. around your yes. own backpack and you know your there's tendencies so many compartments in a purse yeah. and there's like makeup there's in there weird kleenex yeah sometimes stuff's exploded so now you're getting weird makeup yeah. on your hands yeah it's like oh i hate it yeah so so oh we lately lord what, what? are we wrong about purses no you don't carry <laughs> oh, you do my purse is 
I don't know. You're right. It does collect a lot of trash. Look at this. Actually, I found this this morning. Oh, <laughs> there's the Kleenex. Well, I might need it later. Just lately, though, uh, whenever we're pulling up to our front door and it's Lauren's job to open the door, like if she doesn't have the key out, I, I'm swear to God, like 20 feet before we get to the door, she knows I'll be furious with her. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be so, I'll be like, really? Really? It's like we're not in a rush to do anything. But I'm just like, do you have a like, key? Yeah, I have a key, but let's say I'm holding grocery bags or something. Oh, yeah, right. I'm like, you'd one fucking job, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> My keys are out before the elevator door opens. Oh, for That's sure. That's how I roll. Yeah. Uh, do you I, guys, do you guys, when you're walking into a bathroom, start to undo your belt? Oh. Oh, of course. Yeah, what? like I, I try to like time everything oh, perfectly. Yeah. I was uh, using the gym at your apartment the other day. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes I do that if I'm downtown because Dan Hamilton, our buddy, lives in the same unit. And I was finishing my workout and I wanted to take a shower and be really efficient about it. So while I was in the elevator, I started taking off my shoes and my socks. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> After the gym? That's weird. In an elevator? <laughs> but I'm efficient. Ew. Did, did anyone walk in? No, I was by like myself. Those TTC Luckily. people. <laughs> I am the problem. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? Okay, elevator people. Um, when you go in and there's a person there already and they're in front of the buttons and they hit a button and they don't ask you what floor. Mm. That's To me, that's so obvious. But when they don't do it, it I hate that person. Yeah. And it happened to me the other day at work. And it's usually an engineer or very technical person, I find. You know, I, they're that, rude. that's interesting. I saw, I saw a thing on Twitter that kind of started a bit of like a, a chat. This is like a couple months ago. About if you get into an elevator with a woman at the exact same time, like a man and a woman, mm. that you should hit your floor first. I've, I saw that. I thought it was very informative. Because, because sometimes like women are like, guys can be creeps. And we've been in enough situations where it's like, I don't want to hit my floor first. Because it's like, one, it's like, are they waiting to see what floor I'm at? Blah, blah, blah. So just to sort of take the sort of like burden out of their hands and get over the so maybe social awkwardness or so that they might feel comfortable. Just hit your floor so that like your intentions are known. By the way, the reason this caused a bit of a Twitter sort of like battle is because then, of course, like a lot of dudes are like, you know, maybe she wants to follow me. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, that's what I it's think. It's like I've been taught to be chivalrous, so you let them press the button first. Right. Yeah. So, so what? Am I being rude if I go in and hit the button first? And just the classic sort of battle. But I thought that was an interesting like etiquette thing. And so, anyway, since I read that, now I absolutely just hit my my floor first. Well, I always let the woman walk out first. Because I want to check out her butt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, of course, because I don't do that. I do it to be nice. But I'm wondering. <laughs> no, I obviously don't do it for that reason. I do it to be kind. But I'm wondering if there's a fear there that some. No, no, this is the point that Mike is making. So let's. So you, you hit your button first. Yeah. So. Um, it, it doesn't look like you're scheming. If you happen to hit be the button the and she's floor. going to the same floor, you get out first and you walk to where you're going. So it's not like you're following it, her. Even at work, though? Yeah. Like in midday? Oh, I, I mean, work. No, no, I think different. it's like in a More like hotels. Yeah, hotels. Hotels are yeah. a big one, too. Yeah. I think it was like a reporter, wasn't it? Maybe. I think it was in like a... Sorry, I'm not crediting this. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good story, but I should, we should find it. Erica, but, how do you feel about this? You're a woman. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty indifferent. I used to... Hmm. I lived in like a condo building for four years, and... I never felt weird in an elevator. But okay, so if you're going on the s same floor, there's another man there. Do you have an expectation of, oh, I'm going to walk out first? Or is it like this standoff where it's kind of awkward and you're like, you go, no, you go. And then you got to decide. No. Do you feel a little I uncomfortable so. if they like get out after you and are kind of following you? Uh, but, but maybe they're just maybe. going to their unit. But you're like, why are we on the same path here? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Anyway, that was yeah. kind of, yeah, that I was like the, the position that this person was taking. Yeah. 
So anyway, now I always hit my, my button first. Yeah, even uh, if I'm walking uh, at night, like on a dark side street, and there's a woman uh, walking either my direction. Cross the street. Yeah, I was cross yeah. the street. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, just yeah, be cognizant like, of these things. Yeah. And something that, honestly, we never thought about, right? But then you go, oh, yeah, like, I'm sure there's been a lot of bad sort of uh, uncomfortable moments throughout the years in any sort of person's experience, especially from what we're, we've been, you know, hearing and learning as time goes on. I also make sure if I'm walking down the street, never to look at a woman in, in the eyes. Because I don't Mike, want her to... In the I eyes? I feel like especially, especially if she's attractive, <laughs> no, I'll just walk forwards without even acknowledging her because I feel like they're being checked out way too much that they're very uncomfortable. Oh, it must be so weird to be a woman in the city. Like, I was walking um, on Queen West yesterday, and there was a guy, just like a dude that kind of looks like us. He's like riding his bike. He's got his helmet on. He's crossing the intersection. There's two good-looking ladies crossing him, and he does the thing with his sunglasses. Like, it was yeah. a comedy bit where he's like, oh whoa, whoa, wow, wow, wee, wow. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It's like 11 a.m. <laughs> on a Tuesday morning. Like, are you, are you kidding, bro? Like, it was, just, it was just insane behavior. So I was like, if this is happening at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday with a dude on his bicycle with his fucking helmet on like yeah. who else is what else is happening right yeah uh, okay but back to the original subject is there anything that w- I, needs to be legislated i'm all about big government we know this yes yeah i, I mean so motorcycles a, we agree on like noise pollution. noise pollution yeah uh what's the fine for walking like an idiot on the sidewalk you should just get a warning by a police officer and that should scare you straight <laughs> <laughs> No, but they, they, they ask for your ID, they punch it in, and if you have, let's say... You get carded. Yeah, if you have five <laughs> warnings, then you, you get a yeah, $50 fine. fine. I'm into this. This is the kind of thing that I feel like the Germans would do. They'd be like, listen, you can drink in the street, you can have an open bottle of beer, no problem, but you're a fucking idiot and you're bothering other people with your slow walking, mm-hmm. fine. That's the way the Germans it's do it. It's not even about speed. It's about clogging the sidewalk. Uh-huh. Being cognizant like, of your surroundings. I'm not sure if this is a word, but have some verticality to it. Yeah. You don't have your whole family doesn't need to be widthways uh-huh. blocking the whole sidewalk. Single file, people. Single yeah. file. Not even single file, but some cluster a bit. Like have a even so it's this little bit of a funnel so people can get by. When you're blocking every single spot on the sidewalk and you're walking slow, you deserve a fine. Wow. Okay, we, we need to wrap this up in 10 minutes. So okay. Do you have uh, any... Uh... Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say, speaking of drinking in public, I, I remember hearing this story about, uh, I don't know if it was like after game five of the finals or something, my brother had come oh, from work. Oh, I can't believe we never told this I story. I know, that's this what you remind me. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Greg... Oh my god, that was funny. That was the best story. Actually, I don't know if you've heard this one, Shaney. I haven't. It's a good one. Do, you, do can you tell the details better? So, so from yeah. what I understand, I wasn't there. So I was. At, oh, it, it was the night they won the conference finals to go to the, against yeah. Milwaukee. So it was. Uh, it was uh, game game six. Yeah. yeah. And so I was at the game, and then all you guys were going to like. Well, basically, we'd been watching the game at your place, right? Or in your building, Johnos. Or Johnos, just down the street. So we're right in the heart of downtown. Well, we say, let's take the streets. Let's go celebrate. We My go brother to- comes from work. Yeah. Because have been doing TFC. Well, to set this up a little bit more, yeah. everybody had been drinking and celebrating. We go to a public park around the corner on King Street. We're having beers there. Everyone's in public. At- in public. Everyone's out and about. It's like a beautiful night. Then we uh, decide, because uh, Erica says, we're going to the bar. Let's let's find a club. So the reason why I said this bar yeah. is because there was like a large man standing on the corner of the street. And he was like, come here. So I walked <laughs> over. goes back to our previous conversation. So I walked over and I was like, yeah, what's up? He's like, you, you, you and all your friends can come into my bar. By the way, this is exactly why you never seem to get weirded out on elevators. A large man standing <laughs> on the corner goes, come you're here. Fearless, and you're Erica. like, okay. <laughs> Because we had this bar is inside like- my van. Okay, <laughs> you like candy? Yes, I do. 
You got Sour Patch Kids? Sweet. Let's do this. No, we've been talking for like 15 minutes. Where should we go? Where should we go? Where are we going to get in? So then this man comes out like he's just answering our prayers and he's like come all your friends can come into my bar and I was like bartering with him I was like one free round no cover can I coat check my bag XYZ he was like yeah 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 sure 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 <laughs> it's pretty easy bartering <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> just agreeing to your terms I was like sweet let's go here you guys <laughs> by I the way the place is called Tequila Jack oh it's the worst when we entered it it was completely empty oh jeez no wonder he agreed to all your terms <laughs> there was like stripper poles it was like one of those like weird places Oh uh, yeah, it sucks. But I was like, at least we can all get a free drink. Turns out only girls could get a free drink. Yeah, and then everybody so, was not impressed. So, but before we get in there, so uh, there's it's a big group. There's probably like twelve of us. So again, we've been drinking most of the night. We had just had open alcohol around the corner, and we decided to crack one more. We get in the line. Greg shows up because Greg's been working at the TFC uh, game the whole night. And somebody basically just like shoves a beer in his hand. Dude is stone sober. He's like, okay. He like has. A, he's about to have a sip, and a police officer says, "Hey, you, <laughs> come with me." And so basically, the the rest of us are like, "Holy shit, Greg's about to get in trouble." And we just watch Greg being lectured at probably for like seven minutes. And the shit coming out of the officer's mouth was hilarious. He's like, do you, do you remember what he said? Yeah. So like basically it's like. But wait, why was he stopped though? Because, because he had an open public. beer. Oh, was it drink, was in public. Was I see. Okay. It, was, it was still on the sidewalk as we were waiting to get in. Ah, okay. As, so, as Erica was bartering, gotcha. we were waiting to get So I heard they jacks. all ditched their beers. And then Greg's the last one who just been handed a beer. And then he's the one that gets caught. Right. And so the officer's like, you, drinking in public, eh, kid? And Greg's like, uh, he's like, pick that up. So now he's embarrassing Greg. He's making him pick up every one of the beers and put it into the garbage can. He's like, listen, I get it. He's like, you want to have drinks? You want to be an idiot? You're out here in public looking like a fool. He's like, what are you, in college? He's like, listen, one of these days, he's like, I could give you a fine right now. And you're going to go for a job interview at some point. And someone's going to ask you, have you ever had a dealing with the police? You're going to have to say yes. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, what are you, 21, 22 years old? You just graduated from college. You're here with your buddies. Yeah, he's like, your parents. By the way, Greg, idiot. he's 35 <laughs> Greg, instead of being like, actually, I'm, he doesn't want to catch the $300 drinking in no. public fine. So Greg's just going, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Which is the smartest thing you could oh do. Oh, my God. So he's just I letting this guy that. think that he just graduated college. He's picking up the cans of beer. And the guy's like, so when you go for that job interview, I let you off. He's like, so let this be a warning to you. And he's like, don't don't make this mistake again. Greg probably, I don't know if he makes more than the officer, but Greg's doing all right. <laughs> and this cop is like trying to give him like a Yeah, he's like, your like, parents are going to be so embarrassed. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like jokes on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like your, your parents must be spending so much money on your tuition. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! But Greg's just like, okay, officer, okay, officer, and so it's like he's trying to scare him straight, like that SNL sketch. And so like, so Greg just fucking put the cans away, and then they went to the bar. You all of our cans, that, yeah. that we had ditched on the oh sidewalk. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, and then they went to the bar. Uh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say uh, he was like, you like beer, eh? Well, you gotta chug every single one of those <laughs> and do that whole thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, you want to, you want, you're a smoker now. Yeah. Smoke the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, do we respond? Like you said, Max, we had like ten minutes. Yeah, left. so so let's skip Little Mermaid. Yeah. We will come back to it on the next freedom. Yeah. Uh, Shane, you had something you want to talk? Just about. like a mini little rant, I guess. Okay, okay. this is fun. We've been ranting for like twenty minutes. Ranty, it's a ranty episode. I like it. Yeah. Well, you guys know I like wearing hats, right? Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm wearing one right now, but I want to be wearing Mike's hat right now. 
Oh, oh. I, am, I am currently wearing the uh, 2019 Champions Toronto Raptors, the best in the world, limited edition OVO hat, which was a hot ticket. Lineups around blocks and blocks. My brother scored it for me because uh, he's, a, he's a gem, and I really appreciate it. Thanks, Greg. So I messaged uh, Greg. I was like, hey, if the hats ever open up, could you get me one? He's like, uh, I'll do my best. And then uh, we went to the bachelor party. Yeah. And I left my fun guy shirt there. And this, this fun guy shirt was a Father's Day gift for me. And it, apparently it was like $130 or something. I know you get them for free, but yeah. my wife had to pay for it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Greg, because Greg left after uh, me when I went back to Hamilton. I was like, Greg, could you get my shirt for me? And then he made some comment about getting a Reese's Nutrageous. And I was like, okay, enough about Nutrageous. Just make sure you get the shirt. And then he didn't respond to that. He didn't get the shirt. Mm. So then I had to pay $50 to get the shirt shipped back. Wow. Then I find out he just got Mike the hat, mm. but, but not me. So then um, I messaged Birchall to get me the hat. The nut. The nut. But he did that whole thing like, you know how when he can't do something, but he doesn't want to admit he can't do something, <laughs> yeah. he'll be like, oh, we'll chat later. He's like, <laughs> like, I'll work on it. So now I'm really, and I haven't gotten any messages since, so now I really think I'm not going to get this hat. I don't know, though, but he hasn't. Maybe he just wants this mention, and then I can come through with the hat, and he can be the hero. So I'm putting it out there as like kind of like meet and greet styles, Danny Green thing. Mm-hmm. If you get me a hat, come on the pod and meet Matt. Oh, yeah. okay. So if someone can find Shane, this black... Uh, the, Oh, Max has just run out of the pod studio. Uh, he's running over to man- Manager Ash's office. But in the in the interim, until he comes back, if you can find Shane one of these limited edition OVO championship hats, as the best in the world, you can come. Oh my <gasps> what? god! Whoa! Shane's, what? Shane's shaking right now. Wait, how? Jairus, how? You Not, don't care? Max just you ran back it. in here what? with a, one of these black hats for Shane. How though? Uh, we had Nick, Nick Nurse's team sent it to us, but I, but you should have it. You don't want it? I, it's been sitting in Ash's office for a week. I haven't even put it on. You'd Whoa, appreciate it more. Whoa, your trash is my treasure. My goodness. Look at you, This buddy. is amazing. This is so wow. exciting for you. How much you want? It's free. Oh, my God. Come on. Well, fuck that contest. <laughs> <laughs> Dreams do come true Dreams on the Mike on Much podcast. Thanks for listening. We out. <laughs>